Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 3, Episode 5, Good Form. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Sailor's Lieutenant Killian Jones, a.k.a. Hook, and his brother, Captain Liam Jones, fly their ship to a new realm to gather the magical dreamshade plant for their king. Once in Neverland, Pan tells them that the plant is a dangerous poison, not a panacea. In a show of stubborn support for the king, Liam cuts himself with the dreamshade and instantly faces death. Pan shows Killian the magical water that can save Liam at a price. Liam recovers but dies when they return to the Enchanted Forest. In his grief and hatred of the crown, Killian transforms into the pirate Captain Jones. In Neverland, Hook tricks Charming into climbing to Dead Man's Peak to find a sextant so they can navigate home. The sextant was a ruse, but Charming cures his dream shade poisoning by drinking the water from the spring at a price. He can never leave Neverland. Meanwhile, Emma, Snow, and Regina form a plan to get a message to Henry so that he knows they are coming for him. When Hook and Charming return, Charming doesn't tell the truth, but does give Hook credit for saving his life. Emma and Hook share a kiss, and Pan tells Hook that Neil is alive, leaving Hook to decide if he really is a man of honor. Roger, what did you think of this episode? I wanted to like it. I really did. Mm. I thought it had all the things I typically like in an episode. It was a very tight plot. The flashback tied in with the character. It was only two stories. And I didn't really like it. I have issues with this episode. There are good parts, for sure. Like, some great one-liners. But I am not a huge fan. Interesting. I like this episode a lot. Um, Although I don't necessarily agree about the tight plot situation. Took me a real long time to write the synopsis. Um, I guess what I meant, there's only two locations. Past and Neverland. Yeah, I mean technically three. Because they're in the Enchanted Forest and then Neverland. But um, in the past. Oh, sure. But the, I think... Dealing because I in my summary I basically didn't talk about Henry at all because there's like a thing going on with Henry and the Lost Boys and that's an important part of the episode. it is an important part of the episode and then there's um, Snow Regina and Emma and then there's Hook and Charming and then there's actually quite a lot of scenes where all of the all of them are together so it was like kind of hard to summarize um, but I think that there's a this is a very important episode for understanding who Hook is. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. And uh, for... I, I think there's... If, while a pretty small part of the episode, I think what goes on with Emma Snow and Regina is really important, too. Let's start with Hook. Where? Hook where? <laughs> just Hook himself, because you just made a point that I disagreed with. Okay. What do you feel like you learned about Hook in this episode that you didn't already know? I think we often get a picture of Hook that is what Charming sees him as. Sure. A ruthless pirate. Yeah. And I think that we see in this episode that Hook actually is a man of honor, or can be, if he wants to. That he was. And is. We know that he's done very dishonorable things so far. So I wouldn't say you're a man of honor if you spent three seasons plus many multiple years being dishonorable. I'm not I'm not saying that he's never done anything yeah. wrong, but I think that Charming sees him as a person that will never do the right thing. Yeah. And I think he did the right thing in the present in this episode. Yeah, he's complicated. Yeah. But, but I think we already knew he was complicated. Because he's done good things before, like he saved Aurora's heart. Mm-hmm. But he's also done a bunch of terrible things. This is what we've known about Hook. I guess that's true. Um, we also know that his brother was a stubborn jackass like David. <laughs> yes, his brother was a stubborn jackass. Um, I can't believe he fucking cut his arm with that dream shade. But that is but actually the kind of thing David would do. It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's reckless with himself. He's like, no, good will always win. Yeah. Like, I honestly heard him speaking like he was David Nolan. Yeah. Um, and also, there were questions about Hook's backstory that I actually wanted answers, and I thought we got those answers here, but I... Like what? Like, the whole situation with his father, I wanted that answer right now. Oh, yeah. We're that was the big question for me. Or honestly, show me the story about him, how him and Mila actually met. Mm-hmm. We never get that. Instead, we kind of get it from Rumpel's perspective. But we only get it from Rumpel's yeah. perspective. So, like, had you shown me a story where Mila had actually never told him about Henry, and then he, or not Henry, um, Bay, mm-hmm. and then maybe he learns later, it would at least help me explain how he could facilitate something like mm-hmm. that. Because he just found fell in love with a woman who hated her husband. He didn't know that she was abandoning a son. Like, 
there were real questions about Hook that I wanted to know that shows me that he is a man of honor. I didn't get those answers. I got a one-off character who I've never met who dies. And we know it means something to Hook. Mm-hmm. But it's like Johanna. It just meant something to Snow. Yeah. I really like all of the interactions between Pan and Hook in this episode, both in the past and the present. I like all the interactions with Pan, period. <laughs> he just does a great job of being so creepy. Good. Like, um, there's a point where I think they're up on the peak and he keeps teleporting. <laughs> and you're just like, it's totally unnecessary, but it really sells how fucking powerful he is. And you can see that, like, Hook is, like, a little afraid of him. He's unnerved. Like, he's, like, trying not to show that he's afraid, but he's like, God, this kid's fucking creepy. He's a fucking demon. He's doing the macho thing of puffing his chest yeah. out, but you absolutely know that you're, like, you're shaking. And well, yeah, when Pan, like, teleports behind him, he, he had previously been puffing his chest up, and he kind of, like, he, like, curls in on himself a little bit. Because Pan kind of gets in his face. I also wrote, when they meet Pan in the past, mm-hmm. when, like... Neverland of the past. Neverland of the past. Peter Pan does not tell them a lie. He, like, is completely straight up, and he tells them helpful information. And it just always sounds like Peter Pan is lying. Like, I feel like that is such a fucking move to be like, well, I'm just going to sound like I'm lying all the time, so you'll never know. Does that remind you of another character? <laughs> yes, it does. There's a certain character he very much reminds me of where actually he doesn't lie to you. He just tells you something and lets you... He will... He, he usually deceives you, but he doesn't lie to you. And those are different things. Like, I think that Peter Pan is much more likely to lie than Rumpelstiltskin. But I don't know that he's lied so far. Everything that he... You may have interpreted the wrong way. I mean, he lies to Henry. He says that he's a lost boy. Well, actually, no. I, I don't know that I call Peter Pan a lost boy. That's probably the only lie to he... I mean... He said he was on the run from Pan. He did straight lie. The whole crux of what is happening with Henry is a lie. He has told Henry a big, fat fucking lie. <laughs> well, he has said so far he is here to save magic. Mm-hmm. That is not a lie. No, it's a lie. It's a lie <laughs> in that he isn't telling him what the cost will be. No, it's more than that. It's well, so also far a lie. We, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I know what he's going to save. You're right. But, <laughs> but so like that. So he ha- he is willing to use the lie. Yeah. But the point is that most of the time he tells you the truth. Yeah. Like he did told Emma, like there's a cost for this and yep. you're an orphan and things like that. I think he's done a really good job. You know, he's I said this strange. all in season two. The villains kind of sucked. He's really done a good job of building himself up as like, this kid is terrifying. Because if you like looked at this and I didn't tell you, you'd be like, why are these boys and this little kid being able to be in a fight with these adults who have magic? Like, Regina should murder all of them, and yet we know that it's not going to work like that. Yeah. Um, okay. I do not like the Hook and Emma thing. I just don't think I it... I knew you were going to say I that. think it fucking sucks. Sorry. It's just <laughs> not intriguing. The only intriguing part about that was at the end where he said Neil's alive. That, that was, was interesting. The, that was the best part of the episode. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. Okay, where should we actually start? Um, Let's go Neverland in the past. Let's, let's do the okay. flashback. Okay. Um, well, we get a lot of the good form, bad form in this episode. They say it an awful lot. Uh, we learn that Killian of the past was not a drinker um, and was a very serious soldier. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The moment I realized she was in the military, you could very obviously tell where this was going. <laughs> All of his habits that we find disgusting didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. It's like whale, right? If When we into the episode with Victor Frankenstein, he wasn't a drinker back then. He wasn't a... A person who was out chasing women. He cared about his science and his work. Actually, that's not... We will actually later learn that's not true. He was previously a drinker. Um, and then... In Transylvania? No, not Whale. Hook. Oh, oh, sure. Um, and then when they joined the military, he sort of, like, gave everything up. He cleaned his life up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, that's totally fair. Uh, so that's why he fell back into a bad habit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they have this magical Pegasus sail. That's a lot of feathers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about a Pegasus. I assume it is not like a bird. Like, isn't it a horse? Yeah, it's a horse that has wings. So you killed this Pegasus. No, they, he, well, maybe. <laughs> but he did say these are the last remaining feathers. Of the mythical creature Pegasus. Based on what we know about this king and his ruthlessness, is uh, killing a mythical creature above? Probably not. So, let's just assume he murdered him. I'm also, in my headcanon, assuming this king is George. Yeah, I mean, that seems like... But we know it can't be because it's too too far in the past. 
Yeah. Maybe it's George's it's, ruthless. It's George number great, one. Great great grandfather. Oh, what two hundred years? Is yeah, what we know. Yeah, short. This is George the first, and the George we know is George the fourth. Yeah, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. The Georges are bastards, or maybe George is immortal. Maybe he is. He survives on hate. Um, I think the story is fine. I don't really think it's all that good. I didn't take very many notes on it. I mean, it's very. Uh, we don't have enough information about his brother to like form a bond before he dies, and it's hard to understand. Like they really show that Killian wants to do the right thing. Like he doesn't just want to blindly believe this king. He's like, yeah, why would this boy lie to us? Like, why would he tell us that it's poison? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and his brother just like so stubbornly wants there, to believe that the king is is right. There's too many unnamed characters that I don't understand that yeah. I have to like. What if this were King Leopold, I would inherently trust him because we know he's a good king. Yeah. There's an unnamed king who I have never heard of. We have a brother who we've never met before, so I know nothing about his character, so all I know is that he's a blind, stubborn jackass. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's not enough info about the characters previously when you've had two seasons to set all this stuff up. So it's just like a it feels like a meaningless flashback. It, I, it does show you some stuff about Hook. Yeah. I think they're trying to tell you I think they were trying to mainly give Hook some characterization that, as you noted earlier, we kind of already knew. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he has that line, I'll fight my enemies, but I'll fight fair. Like, that's what good form is. Uh, But we, we, like, kind of knew that already. Yeah. Um, Other than the Dark One, but that's revenge. Sure. And he admits that that is, Mm -hmm. like, he even, that's the thing, he's kind of already, like, given us this exposition about all of these things before. Yeah. The Dream Shade... Like, even Liam. Like, you look at that plant, that looks like poison. It has thorns on it, and it drips black stuff. (laughs) That's not... I would not look at that and go, healing medicine. I would look at that and say, oh, that's poison. Uh, I think maybe one of the best delivered lines in this entire episode is when they're at the top of Dead Man's Peak, and uh, Liam is, like, dead or dying or whatever, and Pan shows up, and he's talking to Killian. And Killian's like, oh my god, he like did this thing. And Pan goes, well, maybe you shouldn't have goaded him into it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what an interesting guilt trip for something that he really didn't do. Like, yeah, he was arguing with yeah. him. He did not goad him into like, why don't you test he, it and find out. He actually out. told him, don't, don't do, do this. that. <laughs> Which I guess he probably knew his brother's yeah. a stubborn ass and he would do it anyway. Because he learns that with David, right? Like, uh-huh. he learns from that mistake. But I don't think he thought his brother was so reckless to, though he should have probably known better. But yeah. still, like, saying you goaded him into it is like, mm, that's placing blame where blame. And this is me defending Hook. That yeah. tells you how ridiculous I find that statement. Yeah. Hook also portrays sadness and like desperation quite well while i may not like the character i think the actor is he's a great he's a he's a great actor he he does a really good job of emoting he portrays sadness desperation like almost like um he does this thing with his eyes it feels like where like there's a time where there's just like nothing behind them Uh it seems like he is just like this is disaster yeah he does a really good job of emoting that rumple has that same look at times too where he's just like all is lost but not in, like, the Snow White where, like, they've just given up, but they're like, you can't do this. Like, this is just a terrible situation yeah. to be in. Um, and I think his speech at the end is quite rousing when he turns the crew into pirates. Um, I also love the music in that scene. They, like, build the hook theme on itself, like, one layer at a time. You don't like the speech. I don't hate the speech i don't like the way the situation played out it would have been more convincing to me had everyone watched the captain die Mm. right they all so you know hook tells the story about how they like trusted the king and they went to find this plant and then liam collapses in front of all of the men that would have made more sense to me for them all to turn mutants Mm -hmm. like he killed our captain like it and then they're all talking about like the like in the same the king killed our captain and then Hook goes, this is the kind of man we're working for. And then they all basically become mutinous. Well, they weren't. I mean, I guess they're like mutinying against the king. 
But they're not mutinying against their captain. Like, Killian I know, not, is now the captain. No, I'm saying it's not a mutiny. It's a mutiny against the crown. Yeah. But they, there should have been more of an impetus than just yeah. the speech no, to mutiny. Because, like, presumably, these men have been sailors their entire life. The word of one man shouldn't be enough to turn against the crown. But watching your beloved captain die because your king lied to you would be enough. Yeah. And that, he obviously says something like that. But, like, I, I feel like we need more to trust that, like, okay, screw this. And then the Jolly Roger name. Where the fuck did that come from? He just oh, picked it. No, he didn't just pick it. That's, like, the name. I mean, I know what it is in, like, the lore. But where does Hook get the name Jolly Roger from? Just out of his own thin air? I mean, it's probably, like, that's what the pirate flag is called, and that's probably what mm. it's called in the Enchanted Forest. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think that that's And there what are the no Jolly other Roger ships is. named the Jolly Roger? Jolly Roger. Yeah. Jolly Roger is the traditional English name for f- the flags flown to identify a pirate ship. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So he, that's, that's why he... So how many pirates do you think named their ship that, then? Probably a lot. So there's a bunch of Jolly Rogers running around. All right. I always think it sounds a little, a little dirty. Like you're a little bit. Yeah. You're gonna jolly your Rogers. Oh, I always think about like, ooh, let me do a Jolly Roger to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of. Are you a Jolly Roger? No. Um, also, you know what's also kind of jarring? Hook has two hands again. He does have. It's kind of weird to see him with two hands. Killian has two hands. You're like, where's your hook? Oh wait, we're in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he burns that fucking pegasus. Would you soon. like a hand? <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> he burned the Pegasus sail. I understand what he was going for. Yeah, no he didn't one want ever... anyone to get to that dream shape. That was dumb as hell. Just fold it back up. Yeah. You might need that again. Well, and it turns out he did. He gets trapped in Neverland somehow. Yep. And Pan won't let him leave. And he yep. needed that Pegasus sail. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the past? Um, I like the Pan offering Hook a deal. It's going to be an important point later. Mm-hmm. And Hook didn't listen. Yeah. And there was a price. And, and then he says, all magic has a price. Yeah. Like, so, like, I think that was important for Hook to learn. That. That's why he says that boy is a demon. So it's like, he may not be lying, but there is a cost that you don't understand to doing these mm-hmm. things. And that's why he, that fear that he has of Pan. Pan actually did nothing here. And he feels like Pan is the reason his brother is dead. Pan actually just helped them. He actually warned them, don't do this. Like, yep. get the hell out of here. And his brother's arrogant stubbornness. It cost him his life. Yeah. And also, he just, like, decided, like, oh, this boy must be lying. Even though he already told you the truth the first time, we're just going to leave. I love at the beginning when they meet him and they say something. They ask, like, who the king of the land is. And Pan says, there are no kings in Neverland. Just me. And they both look at him like, this fucking 14-year-old boy is the king of this land. Um, But yes. Also, was he alone at that point? Was it just Peter Pan? There's no Lost Boys back then? I don't know when this place is before Balefire and the Dark One, because I, I don't know how to place this. Well, I would say that Hook and Rumple are approximately the same age. Like, I think Hook is a little bit younger than Rumpelstiltskin, but, like, probably, like, 10, 10, 10 years. years. So, if we imagine... Let's say he's 30 and Rumple's 40. Sure, and he's... Killian is meant to be quite young in this episode, I believe. In his 20s. Um... There'd be no Belfire. So I don't think Belfire is born yet. So the the episode with the Pied Piper has not yet happened, which is when I think Pan brought Lost yep. Boys to Neverland. So I do think he is alone. Yeah. And at this point, Rumple's not even a dark one. He's just yeah. Rumple. Oh, yeah. Killian and Rumple have never met. Yeah. So Killian actually knew Pan before he knew Rumple then. Yes. It's a weird timeline. It is a weird timeline. Anything else? No. Um, the flashback admittedly disappointed me a lot. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it was okay to like below average, and I thought there was a real opportunity to have a really good flashback. Um, yeah, I didn't take very many notes at all. I Yeah, I have seven notes, and it's like, all the stuff is like, like even the death wasn't all that like shocking. You were just like, of course he's dead. They're panning back. He's going to collapse again. Like, yeah. duh. Um, okay. Where do you want to start in current Neverland? <laughs> Well, I wrote in all capital letters, never split the party. And they split the party. Here. But they actually were smart to split the party. No, here. I agree. I just, it's, do you it's what start, you say. Do you want to stay with Hook and David or do you want to move to the ladies? Let's start with the ladies. The ladies. Or as I like to refer to them, Regina and the idiots. <laughs> but the idiots implies more than just the two, just MNs now. I think idiots is flexible. Okay. 
Um, so they are trying to figure out a way to get a message to Henry because they're rightfully so genuinely worried about the situation that Pan warned them about and that Tinkerbell warned them about. Like he's forgetting, Henry is forgetting that he has a family and he's losing hope that he'll ever be able to get home. And Henry has no idea that they're here. I am shocked though that Henry's resolve would be so broken so quickly. I think it's, I think it's magical in nature. It has to be. Um, Because like he fought through everyone calling him insane. Yeah. I mean, he is, it's, it seems based on his interactions with Pan that Henry is lasting longer than most of the boys do. I, to me, I feel like like David. David has an unusual amount of resolve. Him and Mary Margaret were able to fight through a curse. I feel like Henry has inherited that. Yeah, I like think we, that's true. We've seen enough from him. And and maybe that's what it is, is that like Pan is shocked. That, that's why like when he played the flute in that episode where he's like, well, this didn't work yet. So he's expecting Henry to have been broken sooner. And this, it's like a slow build to it. But I have a hard time by, like he even says, my family's coming, we're different. And he knows they are. Yeah. And then I he even like he thought he heard his dad, which he did hear his dad, but he was asleep. Right. Um, it's just it is odd that they're going this route because I'm like I wouldn't buy that Henry would buy this just yet. Now if we were in episode fourteen and he hasn't seen them, then I'd be like, okay, it's been months. He's like starting to struggle. That makes sense. And you can you can he still has like elements of himself, but then they get overwashed, kind of overwashed. Um, hmm. Power washed. Uh, they get uh, overshadowed. That's what I was looking mm. for. By kind of like the like the pack mentality of yeah. the Lost Boys, like in that scene where he's fighting with that boy who I actually don't think has a name. Um, we'll call him the boy. The boy, um, Pan is like stoking the violence there, and when Henry cuts that boy's face, he he like apologizes for it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't actually mean to hurt you." And Pan says, we never apologize. It's like one of the best things about being a lost boy. And it's like really contrary to Henry's character to hurt anyone. Like sometimes he's like irrational or uh, unreasonable, but he doesn't really want to hurt people usually. One thing he really has a disdain for is magic. Yeah. Uh, oh God, and when he's drawing the little house in the dirt, that almost made me cry. I was wondering if you were going to cry. I didn't cry in this episode, but, but I almost did. Like, fuck Liam dying. I don't know who that guy is, but Henry drawing a house in the dirt was real sad. Well, it's because Henry is always of the belief that everything will go right and you're seeing him break a little bit. Yeah. Which is tough. I I can understand that. It didn't make me cry because we knew what was about to happen five seconds later. But I have gotten the sense from previous episodes that Pan is used to bringing a boy here and having it hit them like instantly. Well, the boy even tells because they capture the boy and he goes like, I'm not here because he trapped me. I'm here because I want to be here. And it's unclear if that's true or if that's just what he remembers. Mm, I didn't think about that. Um, Because, I mean, if you think about the situation from the Pied Piper episode, it's like they said that only boys... Like, sad and lonely boys could hear it. Like, they clearly had, like, a bad home life. Um, But that doesn't mean they had nothing. Like, maybe they had, like, a mean father who beat them, but, like, a nice mother or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I think there is something to, like, we saw the boys who left. Because, like, I don't know if Belfire would have heard it if Rumpel wasn't the dark one. I yeah, think it's the I don't fact think that he, would have at all. he feels like Rumpel has abandoned him for the power yeah. at that point. I know his mother abandoned him, but I still I don't think he would have heard it. I think he mother. was happy. Yeah, he was happy when Rumpel. Now Rumpel wasn't happy, mm-hmm. uh, and Rumpel can hear it. That's the other thing; right. he can hear it. Yeah, no, uh, that's interesting. That like essentially their memories are being warped over time yeah. because they don't remember anything good, which makes sense. Like as you go on in time, right? Just natural human existence, you remember the big big events, which well, can it, be bad often. And if you think about like, I mean. The Lost Boys are essentially hedonistic. Like, Neverland is all about... Hedonistic, huh? Yeah. Hmm. That's like, not the word I would use with them. Well, I mean, there are many things, but, like, the concept of Neverland is essentially whatever you want, sure. you can have it. Yeah. And when you live in a lifestyle like that for long enough, it's hard to remember anything else. Like, you just pursue whatever your passion is at the moment, whether that's anger or lust or, well, I guess not lust because they're boys, but, you know. Um, Anyway, we detoured from our ladies, but I guess that was an inch that we needed to set up the reason that they're doing this because Henry is forgetting. 
We're going to disagree, I think, about the ladies. And I'm straight up going to tell you. I'm going to say I told you so. Okay. I'll let you go. <laughs> um, all right. So they're trying to figure this out. They come up with a plan to capture a lost boy. And I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what Emma thought the plan was for capturing the lost boy before this started to happen. Like, were they going to convince him? Yeah. To help Henry? Yeah, that was a try. Hey, we'll get you out of here. Okay. If, yeah, so their plan was the stupid, naive, like, we'll just... You well, know, I like, mean, it wasn't wrong to try that first. It was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> like, I'll only give him the chocolate. The Apollo chocolate. The lost chocolate. Like, I think Regina did it right. I tried the, I tried the carrot. The carrot didn't work. Now here comes the stick. I don't think that was wrong. I know. I'm saying, like, Regina did it the right way. They could have just, like, once he rejected the chocolate, I don't know what you thought the conversation was going to do. Like. Well, yeah, I don't either. Like, the, oh. there was no need, like, he wasn't going to. Once he said, do you think that I don't want to be here? Like, there was no more conversation to be had. Yeah. It was time he to do. He wasn't going to help them. It was time to do what needed to be done. Well, and I also don't. I, I feel like Snow was acting like they were, like, murdering this, like, Drawing and quartering this boy. And I recognize that taking someone's heart out of their chest is quite dramatic. And I don't know what they did with it. <laughs> like, Regina still has it, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe they might have... They might. They could have done something like left it in the woods and told him to come back for no, it. No, I'm pretty sure Regina has it. Okay, cool. Um. Well, for one, you don't want, like, someone else to find it or, like, a pig yeah. to eat it and just murder the kid. <laughs> I said in the very first episode, you should have never brought Snow White. She doesn't make sense here. She's dealing with that heart of darkness crap. She lacks the ability to pull the trigger on what needs to be done. And I remember you said that, like, are we sure we need to pull the trigger? Yes. Yes, we are sure. This isn't exactly the same as pulling the trigger. This is what I mean by pulling the trigger, though. (laughs) Like, you have to be willing to do what... Even Emma says, you know what? This is the plan. We have to do this. No, I I mean, I agree. This is... But, like, we can't, but she can. But Snow can't let it go because of what she did. Everything isn't really yeah. about saving Henry. It's about, no, I made the mistake, and now everyone has to, like, shut the fuck up and get out of the way. Yeah. Well, I completely agree. And I, I, I also agree that, like, in the earlier episodes when Regina was like, well, let's just, like, storm into the camp and, like, kill all the lost boys. Like, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> but her arg- Snow's argument wasn't that it... Because it wasn't going to work. She just thought it was morally wrong to do. If that was going to work and that gets you your son back, that needs to be a real discussion. Well, and also she didn't, I don't, I would have, I would have had a hard time if Regina, I mean, there wasn't really any reason to because it wouldn't have done anything. But like, I don't, crushing that little boy's heart wasn't going to help anything. No. And it was also would be wrong. Um, What if it was Felix? He's not a little boy. He's basically an adult, and he's really creepy. <laughs> it's okay to crush creepy people's hearts. Wow! <laughs> okay. Um, um, I agree with you. Crushing his heart was unnecessary there. And I think the old Regina would have done it purely out of spite, whereas the new one goes, I don't need to go that far. Yeah. I just need to get to what we need to get to. Yeah, I think... But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> there's a point where Snow says, I'm here too, and you laughed and goes, that's basically Snow White all season. And I'm oh like... My God. Why just, are you here? I feel I feel like I remember her her and charming having something more to do in this entire season and apparently they don't. This entire season unfortunately is Snow being an annoying nag and Charming being a lying dumbass. Yeah. That's their characterization right now. They had no va- There was a couple good scenes admittedly with Snow and Emma about like them dealing with the status of Emma feeling like she was an orphan. Other than that, the Charmings do not belong here. Yeah. They really shouldn't be here. And they're in the way. I promise that, like, we we have not turned on them. It gets better. They I, have better scenes in future seasons. The conflict that they're creating isn't interesting. If yeah. they had been back in Storybrooke and there was real conflict, like yeah. George trying to take over the town as mayor or some other things, that would have been interesting. But, like, they're facing maybe the most dangerous threat they've ever faced. And they're over here whining about, like... What's the line? The cost cannot be this family? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, does she mean, like, if we if we turn dark, 
Or, like, if we do dark things, like, we won't be able to be a family anymore? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. I was just sitting there like, what? I mean, yeah, sure. The cost cannot be the family. Agreed. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, if the cost is sacrificing <laughs> David or something, like, sure, that's wrong. But, like, that's not what we're asking. We're saying we need to, now, yeah, ripping up someone's heart is a rough thing to do. But the circumstances dictate we have to do some rough shit. Like. <laughs> Like, Snow is giving Emma such a hard time about this as if she's the one that did it. And then, and then Regina says, she didn't. I did. That's what I'm here for. One happy family. <laughs> so I will say this. I think it's a bit of a cop out. And this is kind of what my argument has been at the whole heart of darkness. I don't know how much of a distinction I'm willing to make. But saying, like, I'm okay with this person dying, but I don't want to do it. So I'm going to let you pull the trigger. I don't see how that morally changes anything how I feel. Like, my heart should be darkened if I give the green light for that, whether I did the action or I approved the action. No, I agree with that. So, like... I I think it's more... It's it, This isn't what they say, yeah. but it is more than just, well, I can't... Like, I don't... I can't darken my heart in that way. Like, I don't think that Emma could do it. Like, I don't think that she would have the resolve to do it. I don't know. I think if Henry's life was on the line, she might. Hmm. I, I mean, being, I, she's also never taken a heart before. That's what I'm saying. She may not have the skills. I don't yeah. think it's a lack of resolve. I think it's just she can't do it. That's why she grabs Mary Margaret and goes, it needs to be done. And yeah. she makes the right call here. Like, no, this is not an option. Mm -hmm. And then Mary Margaret talks about her own heart. Like, oh, I've already made this mistake. Like, we're not talking about you, damn it. My favorite part about this whole scene... So after Regina takes the heart, I think we, like, cut to some other yeah. flashback or whatever... And then we come back to them and Snow and Emma are talking and Regina is like standing with a lost boy and they're like kind of far away and we like can't really see them. And you can just hear the heart beating over and over again <laughs> in the scene. Also, I think the boy has a great look in his face because presumably he's never seen this before. Oh, surely not. And Regina, I don't want to say she smiles like the way that she did when we find out Greg died because that was the <laughs> that was smile amazing. of the year. But she does get a bit of a like... This is going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And then just plunges hand right in the chest. Um, and the boy kind of has it like, oh my God, that's my heart. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else on these ladies. I don't. I, I actually thought they were the best part of the episode. I thought that was actually interesting development that for the first time, Emma sided with Regina mm -hmm. over. Because I had even said that, like, you guys never agree with Regina. You always... You want to take the other path and always want to go this way. And it's got to be annoying for Regina. And for the first time, Emma went, you know what? Regina's right. Let's do it her way now. And 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 she also refers to Henry constantly as our son. Not my son, our son. Yeah. Like she's actually starting to trust Regina. And I think that is also bothering Mary Margaret. Yeah. Because Mary Margaret's now on the outside for the first time. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Although mm. I do, I really like the charming and hook portion of this episode as well. Because I think there's some, you know how in the, how it said with the snow darkening her heart story, mm -hmm. part of the reason that I liked that was we have this character who we've always known to be like brave and true and she's like struggling with something real, sure. like she did something bad. Um, and Charming is someone that we respect and admire and who like, always does the right thing other than season one well other david nolan is <laughs> is a different person here but like in general charming he's an avenger he's great yeah and now we're watching him be like a complete dick and lying to his family his wife and he just like won't let this person that he sees as like a rapscallion help him thank you I've been wanting to say it for a while. It feels very appropriate for Hook, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they're, like... It's it's interesting to see that other part of Charming. And to see... I mean, we've seen a lot of Hook scheming, which he actually does in this episode, successfully. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, like, for a completely different reason than usual. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I disagree with none of that. Um... Yeah, I don't think Hook and David is bad. I actually think it's interesting. It It's a bit too extreme, though. Like, the decision scene, like, for example, Charming. Charming being so headstrong into being unwilling to tell 
Emma and Mary Margaret that he is going to die is illogical. Well, and Hook is like, keeps trying to convince him that it's him. He's like, you have to tell At some them. point, Hook should have just said, he's dying. Yeah. He doesn't like you anyway. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to not like you more? And then, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you go, my manager won't listen. I'm going to their boss. David won't listen. I'm going to the boss. Yeah. Snow. And then, honestly, Snow and Charming would have been more interesting with Snow laying into his ass. I mean, like, I can't believe you would do this. And then maybe it was like, you mean like you went to Regina to kill yourself? Mm -hmm. There would have been a real interesting argument between the two of them. And Regina is in the background like, hmm, true. (laughs) I mean, that would have been something interesting for them to do. I I love the delivery of, I think Hook's trying to convince Charming that he should tell them. Mm -hmm. Charming is like, absolutely not. And then he says, if I do die, and (laughs) Hook just perfectly timed lands in when? When you do die. <laughs> also, like, he keeps doing this thing, like, you're never going to get her. And I'm sitting there like, you sound like a dumbass overprotective father. I know, like, he really does. Your daughter's your age. Like, this isn't like your 13-year-old daughter. This is a 28-year-old grown-ass woman. I think you need to butt out now. Well, and Hook doesn't have, like, a super piratey response to that that you might expect, which is like, oh. He's just like, well, like, she's a grown woman. She can make her own choices. <laughs> I mean, I do like the response when he's like, he says something about like, um, Charming's talking about how, you know, this is going to happen as long as I'm alive. And then Hook is like, good thing you're dying soon. Yeah. And I'm just like, got him. Yep. I, I don't know. Like, I think David's being a bully unnecessarily. He is. Uh, he's being a bit of a patriarchal jackass with Emma. He's being a terrible husband. It's hard to root for Charming in this episode. He's dying. And he really digs in, too. He has that, like, he does that she's never going to like you. Yeah. How could she? You're nothing but a pirate. He's not wrong there. But, sure. Sure. But then they, he follows up when they're, t- when if I do die, then they do the when. He says, it'll be helping my family, which is something you don't understand. That was unnecessary. And it's like... You don't know. know. You don't know anything about him. Like, he's a pirate. (laughs) The one thing I will say that he does make a very valid point. You're going to help me because you're the reason that we got here. And then they talk about the Henry being kidnapped. And it's like, actually, yeah, Hook. And he even says, yeah, fair point. Like, you did this. You stole that from us. And this is the only reason that we had to go down there and Henry gets taken. So you kind of owe us. And you fucked this up. The rest of that, I was like, you don't know his family life. Like, that. you took an unnecessary shot there. Especially, like, you... I mean, Charming, we know your backstory. You didn't know your father. You didn't know your brother. You ain't the family expert here. You know your mom. That's it. Come on. Like, you're not this family man that you're trying to portray here. Yeah. It, it, well, and it's, like, pirates are people, too. Like, what, did they just, like, come into this world with hooks for hands? Like, they had families once. I'm sorry. Did you just say pirate lives matter, basically? (laughs) (laughs) I I did just say pirate lives matter. Oh. Um... And yeah, that you you make he, he Charming made a good point. It is Hook's fault that yeah. like Henry got taken. Yep. Like that's true. Uh and Hook does not disagree. He literally says, fair point. Uh and he's that's why he's here. And I, I think I mean I I've said this a few times. It's bothering me how much they're now slotting in the like you're doing this for Emma. And I think that that's true. That is partially why he's doing it. But he's also doing it for that reason. He feels guilty. He feels guilty. He thinks it's his fault. And he doesn't want to be alone anymore. They should have never put Hook and Emma together this soon. Like, it's, 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 it's not time. Like, there are too many other better stories that we have to tell. Tell that story later, especially some of the dumbass stories we have to deal with. Then you could have started <laughs> that Hook and Emma crap. Mm-hmm. Like this, and I know what they're going for. They're doing the repeat of the triangle. Yeah. But, like, come on. The triangle isn't all that interesting. Like, I, I know in soap operas it's very common. It just is boring. Like, yeah. Can we stop? The triangles are are boring. Yeah. They're just not well done. Um, And then Hook forms that brilliant con to save Charming's life. I actually Charming was, think it was his idea. <laughs> that was fit. He, again, very, very well done with the dropping of his brother's, you know, thing and acting like, you know, I mean, it was just... It was well done. Um, there's some. They have some really good barbs back and forth at each other. There were two of you. I can barely stomach one. <laughs> what, what does he also say? Uh, yeah, he was a stubborn, insufferable, something like that. Talking um, about Liam. Oh, I didn't write that one down, but I did write down when 
Charming wakes up. Uh, he says something. And then Hook says, that you were stubborn? Yes, I gathered that rather quickly. <laughs> I love when they describe their respective brothers. They're essentially describing each other. You yeah. would have liked him. He was a liar and a thief. Yep. Yeah, you would have liked my brother. He was a stubborn, insufferable, you know, something. I'm just like, oh my God, that's true. Yeah. James was James and Hook would have been friends. And Liam and David would love each other. Well, Self-righteous assholes. And a step further, like, obviously this whole thing is like Hook trying to save Charming's life. Which is... Like, noble it's thing. It's a noble and brave thing, and Charming actually does give him credit for it in the end, even though he doesn't exactly tell the story truthfully. That's a nice way of saying he lies through his fucking teeth. But it's even just more... When when Charming passes out, because Charming was going to be the one that like fought his way through the dream shade to get to the water, because he's already dying. But Charming passes out, and then Hook does that. Like mm-hmm. He could have died while yeah. he was doing that. Oh, well, I mean, he would have gotten the water. Right, but then he also, also would have had to stay in this place that he has lived in and hates. <laughs> At least he has Tinkerbell, though. Mm-hmm. Also, the other thing that's crazy to me is that I, Charming's first thought wasn't, well, me and Snow will stay here. Because you know damn well know. Snow would have immediately said, I'm not leaving you. Like, they would just make a life on Neverland. Period. I will say we are going to get some more interesting shit between them because they're finally going to have to have some conversations uh, about the shit. Of course they are. But, like, you know... Like, You've already been talking about going to back to the Enchanted yeah. Forest. It's not the Enchanted Forest exactly, but you guys would be fine here. You take back Neverland and help the Lost Boys. That would be your new purpose. It blows my mind. I just don't understand this logic from Charming. He's just acting dumb. But I, he got dumb this year. He got dumb this year. He's the he's now a sophomore that like thinks he's awesome. Yeah, but it's like he went from being a senior. I know. Charming in season two was pretty smart. I know. And then all of a sudden he got dumb. I mean, I was making these, like, remember how much I hated Regina being dumb last year? Regina got smart this year and Charming got dumb. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. I don't get it. I don't know what happened. Well, and then we have that, so Hook goes up, climbs up, and is going to throw a rope down, and then he encounters Pan, that creepy conversation <gasps> with the with the teleporting that we talked about. And this one really got me. I pr- it probably made you very angry, too. Pan tries to make a deal with Hook. He's like, well, like, let let Charming die, and, like, you can leave the island. You can even bring someone with you. You can bring Emma. And Hook says, Emma would never leave her son. Which is true, but, like, would now, now you know this? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just, well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess Mila would leave her son. That is not a thing he could say about her. Yeah. I'm just shocked at that. So I can understand why you would love a woman like Emma who would never abandon her son. I truly don't understand how he could love a woman like Mila who would and did abandon her son. Unless he didn't know. I think... So the interesting thing about this here with Pan, both this conversation and the one that they have at the very end of the episode, I fundamentally do not think that Pan gets Hook. Like, he doesn't understand him. Like, he's offered him two deals that he's not going to take. I don't know. I, I think, much like Rumpel, there are two sides to Rumpel. There is the, you know, kind of like the angel and the devil. Hook is similar. There is the good Hook, kind of the noble man who will do the right thing. But there's also the man who's great at surviving. And, and Pan is appealing towards the man who is a survivor, who will stab you in the back who will ultimately think for himself. And I think what he is shocked at is that in a situation for people who don't even respect him, he's willing to be the noble man and not the selfish man that he knows he's capable of. That's true. But I don't think he's accounting for the fact that the whole reason that Hook is... Like, Hook doesn't need to be here. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for Hook to be here. There's one very blonde reason he's here. Well, sure. But, like... He doesn't, he came here because he felt like it was his fault. Yeah. And I don't, like, he's not just going to give up. I don't know. I think Pan is, like, missing something here. Kind of. But again, he knows that he can tempt him with the thing. It's like, here's the thing that you want most. Yeah. And this is probably the only way you get it. God, and he also, I want to see your hook inside his body. I don't want him to die. I want you to kill him. Jesus. Man's brutal. Hey, let me ask you a question because you've always said like killing is wrong and you know, like you never thought it was right to kill Cora. Peter Pan, are we on the same page that you need to kill that motherfucker? Or are you saying find another way? 
I do not think we need to kill Lost Boys. I agree with Neil. We don't have to kill what? Lost Boys. We don't need to do that. What? Except Felix. Except Felix. <laughs> we know Felix is on the chopping block. <laughs> He's just real scary. He is. Um, I would encourage them to find another way. Hmm. But I, if Rumpelstiltskin doesn't think that he can beat Peter Pan, I think they have to kill him. Fair enough. Like, because I, I do, if Rumpelstiltskin does not think that there is another way, like, not even that he's unwilling to pursue whatever the other way is, like, there isn't another way. You need to kill him. Yeah, it's true. So there is a line where you'd say execute him. Yep. Yeah, there's now, a line. Now you understand how I feel, just my line is much closer. Lower, yeah. Like, I felt that way about Cora. I don't feel that way about Cora. Cora without her heart, I felt that way. Mm. And that's the core we know for all but other than two seconds. Yeah, I don't... I feel I feel this way about one, two other villains. Oh, I feel this way about, like, four other villains. Uh, and one... Ooh, three. But one of them actually doesn't have to die. I mean, there's... I def- would be okay if they did, but, like, it's it's unnecessary based on their... Definitely the one in the end of season six <laughs> needs to die. Yeah, that's my one. Okay. I would also say the one at the end of season five needs to die. Or whatever that entails. Yeah, that's the other one. Okay. Um, I was also thinking another one from four, but I don't think they're powerful enough to require that. If they were stronger, they would need to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry we had to be vague there because we don't want to spoil things. Yeah, we're trying not to spoil things. You should watch so that you can see all of these great villains. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then Pan comes back. This was great. This was one of my favorite parts of the episode. I think Hook is trying to argue that. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't get me. Like, you don't know who I am. And Pan says, what? You mean a one-handed pirate with a drinking problem? And Hook, so sadly, like, kind of to himself, says, a man of honor. He does. But he's, it's like, are you trying to convince Pan? Are you trying to convince yourself? I think that is what he was, though. He was a man of honor. Yeah. Now he's become a one-handed pirate with a drinking problem. Yes. I agree with also, that. Also, I do like the little scene where he grabs the rum and throws it in the water. Yeah, me too. Kind of like, that's cute. We it don't ra- need this. It reminded me of like if Jack Sparrow, if you saw a flashback of him before, it's like, ugh, this rum is filthy. Why is the rum gone? Why is the rum gone? Um, yeah, he gives him a bit of information there at the end. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's. Did he even offer him a deal, or did he just give him that information to play a mind game? He gave him the information to entice him. Oh, to, to the deal him. that he offered earlier. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but now I don't think he wants Charming Dead anymore. I think he wants something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because he initially it was a favor. So I want a favor from you. Just be ready when I call upon you. Yeah. Let's see what kind of man you really are. I guess we'll see. Um, and then we get the thing that you hate. The kissing. Tell me you didn't, you didn't see the chemistry with the kissing. I mean... They were both, like, visibly shaken by that kiss. At the end, they do a good job of playing it off. The whole lead up to it, though, they try to do the, like, you can't handle it. Again, a better actress sells that well. Whereas if she just comes off as, like, if I had to pick dead guy of the year, I'm a pissed off mother. Like, it just, she doesn't do it. Like, if that's Regina in that scene, shit would be steaming. I think one of my favorite hooks is Hook trying to be coy. Like, Hook, Hook asking, (laughs) perhaps gratitude is in order, and then just lightly tapping his lips. He's, he's, when he's being a lech, he's actually Mm -hmm. my favorite. And, like, he does it, and it's kind of like a, I wouldn't call it sexual harassment. It's like flirting. Like, he's flirting in a very overtly sexual way. Kind of like when he does with Mary Margaret. Like, oh, yeah, tie me up. Let's, let's see what we get into. Or, like, when he talks um, at the Beanstalk, he's like, why don't you guys, why don't you ladies wrestle for it? Feel free to really get into it. Most of the time, sometimes I find it gross. Most of the time I find it somewhat charming. I, I think Charming? Sure. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm thinking of when him and Emma were fighting right before with Cora and they jump mm, in the, the portal. portal. Yeah. And she's on her back and oh, he's my just gosh. like, I, I think the thing that I really when don't, the sword goes right through yeah, the yeah. The thing that I don't like about that scene is that it's it's not just him saying things. He's like physically 
like overpowering her at that time and it felt inappropriate to say it there. I, I get what you were saying if he wasn't a glass cannon. <laughs> like at no point in time does Emma look vulnerable, scared, or concerned. And then she like knocks him out with yeah. one punch. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think he does a really funny job with the whole touching of the lips and, and what does she say? Like that's what the thank you's for. Which I thought was like a funny scene. <laughs> and then they should have just stopped. Cut. Right there. Then we're good. That's but no. Nope, we kept going. That always reminds me there's this great meme from Mad Men. Um, Peggy and Don are arguing about, like, he got an award for, like, something that Peggy wrote. And she's like, and you never even say thank you. And then he yells, that's what the money's for. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That the money is the thank you. I have to ask your opinion on this because I think we may have seen this scene different ways. How did you feel about the kiss and Emma saying one time thing and walking away? I mean, I think she's, like, lying to herself about that being a one-time thing. She clearly felt something. Because I feel like that scene is written to be, like, look at this powerful, independent woman, like, kissing him and saying, setting a boundary. It's like, I don't think that would oh, be... Oh, I a... didn't see that. I didn't see the scene mm. that way at all. Because I've definitely written, like, I've, I've read people who've written things like that. They're like, yeah, Emma showed him. And I was like, I don't think people would feel the same way if it were, like, charming doing that to Snow. I don't... I actually don't think it's that powerful to show something like that from a character that yeah. that uh, is so good at building walls. Like, it's actually not growth for her exactly. to do something like it's that. It's actually a backslide. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I think in different situations with different characters, you could definitely read 100%. it that way. Um, and I also just don't think, like, obviously that's not what the writers are doing. No. <laughs> No. Like that, just not. That's just. That's not the kind of thing saying. Regina would do to be a tease intentionally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or Ruby, or. And I, I don't think that she said it to be a tease intentionally. No. Like I think that she meant it, like in her own. She head. wants her wall back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I don't. I. That's not what's. That's just. I don't know though. I will say it. the you can't handle it thing was definitely a tease. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she enjoys teasing him. We've seen that for many, many episodes. Yeah. But this is the first time that it's been more than just teasing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, like, it's the schoolgirl thing, right? Where you make fun of the person that you yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. But, again, a better actress plays this well. Like, I just wish... Like, this Tinkerbell and, and Hook, this would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Them just taunting each other back and forth, and you can feel... Like, I don't think they do a good job, other than that, maybe that quick, brief moment, their, like, quote-unquote sexual tension is poor. I have to assume this was intentional. Um, when she says this was a one-time thing, he says, as you wish, which I assume is a reference to the Princess Bride. I don't think it is. You don't? I don't think it is. No. I, I mean, I, I heard that too, but it's like, usually as, like, I feel like it would have been a different scenario because that was like the princess and the bandit or something like that. And he says, Wesley. as you, Wesley. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's like the pirate or whatever. He is, the, the Dread, Dread pirate, pirate Roberts. Yeah. Like, I think as you would, he says something else um, earlier in the thing where she asked him to do something. And he goes, well, if the lady, like, I think he's just, that's just how he talks to women. Like, he's trying to be proper. Right. But I guess, I mean, the parallels there are pretty strong. He's a pirate in black. She's a blonde woman. <laughs> the yeah, the whole, princess the whole, actually likes the pirate. The, the whole princess thing bride. about it is I didn't realize, it took me a long time to realize that when he was saying, as you wish... What he meant was, I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Felt like a felt like a reference to me. In The Princess Bride, that is what they're going for. But they clearly actually like it. Like, that would be a thing well, between Charlie sort of. and Snow. I mean, when it's Wesley, and but she doesn't know that the Dread Pirate it, Roberts is Wesley for quite some time. Correct. But she does. Lo- she doesn't also. Somehow. Because masks work, like, on everyone. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's how, Just, you know. You put the glasses on. Yeah. Clark Kent, folks. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else. I, I'm good. Okay. It uh, was an episode. Ridiculous moment? We start with favorite. Do we start with favorite mm-hmm. moment? Favorite moment. I have two. I have I actually two of everything. Three? Oh. Sort of. Go. Uh, two of them are like in the same moment. No, okay. no, they're not actually. Um, bo- I would say my favorite moments are both conversations that Hook and Pan have. Mm. Um, and specifically the first conversation in the past well, maybe you shouldn't have goaded him into it, was just like, hmm. like, gosh, what a line. Hmm. Um, and then the second one, what, do you, <laughs> what, you mean a one-handed pirate with a drinking problem? I like that because it's funny, but also because I think it, like, it's poignant. he just doesn't understand him. Like, that's true, but he, like, doesn't understand 
Like, this is not going to work. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because I think you're right in that it isn't going to work. But I would also argue that all evidence has shown it should work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like a, it's like the data, right? Like, 99% of the time this thing works, this is just the weird occurrence of the 1%. But I think he's not accounting for personal growth. But that's hard to account for personal growth. Well, he, he claims to be, like, all-knowing about everything that's going on everywhere at all times. But think about, you have 200 years of data and 199 years worth of sure. evidence showing me. It's like saying, like, Rumpel is not going to be a coward. Rumpel's always a coward. That yeah. is who Rumpel is. That's his core nature. Um, um, and my last one, which we actually didn't talk about this, when Hook and Charming come back... And Charming just, like, instantly starts macking on snow. And everyone is, like, kind of disgusted. Oh! <laughs> I, what I wouldn't give for a sleeping curse is one of my favorite lines of the episode. Uh, well, now I'm disappointed. Even before that, I mean, yeah, that's that's the one that I wrote down. But I, I like, like, somebody says, like, I'm not complaining. And Emma's like, well, I am. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Hey, by the way, the phrase macking on isn't making out with. It's more or less like hitting on someone. No, it's not. I literally just looked it up. Really? Yep. Huh. Here. Huh. Yeah. Like you're like Hook is macking on Emma when he's trying to get his little gratitude. That's macking on someone. But it's like it's it's like the sound. No, what 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 Charmy's doing, he's getting him some. <laughs> That's different. Okay. That's why everyone's uncomfortable. I've been using that word incorrectly for years. I taught Chelsea a word. <laughs> My day is complete. <laughs> Good night. I'm going home. Well, I used Rapscallion today. <laughs> you did. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Uh, I had two. One, Peter Pan just being creepy as fuck. Yeah, Peter Pan being creepy as fuck. He, he, he's like the thing you check for under the bed this episode. Like He's everywhere all at once being terrifying. I also thought it was really awesome when Emma chose Regina over Snow. Oh, yeah. That's I think a that's good, a big that's a moment choice. for Regina that, like, the co-mother finally sided with me to get our son. Yeah. Because, for the most part, she always chooses Snow. And that's her mom, but, yeah. like, for once, she saw it my way. And I think that's, that's big I know, I Regina. agree with that. I think that's a good one. Now, most ridiculous. I have two. I same. Um, my first one is, I'm here too, Henry. I just feel like it's an encapsulation of how they can't seem to figure out what Snow's supposed to be doing here. <laughs> I have nothing to disagree with on that. <laughs> um, and my second one is Liam cutting his arm with the dream shade. Oh, what yeah. the fuck, man? <laughs> You're just unnecessary. Even if it wasn't poison, that's going to really hurt. Yeah, you can get tetanus. It hurts. Like, you could get, it could get infected. Like you, What are you doing? You live... In like the olden times, there's no there's no penicillin, and you don't know magic. Like, yeah, like what what Grumpy says at one point. Oh yeah, when he's just like we yeah we want to go back, but you know we like electricity and penicillin. It's yeah. good. Penicillin's good. Yeah. Like what's his name? Stealthy wouldn't have died. No, nope. in the modern world, they would have just patched him up. Well, maybe. Oh, I mean, he got hit in the heart with that that arrow. Grumpy could have fixed him. Sure, Woody. For the right cause. <laughs> Um, I have two ridiculous moments. Okay. Both of them involve the Charmings. Okay. Uh, David literally trying to keep his death a secret. I just... You have hours to live. You're going to do this big, long, ridiculous goodbye and abandon your wife and daughter. Just tell them. Yeah. I'm dying. This is my farewell adventure. Well, and you also made a really good point. How does... Is Snow not suspicious? She asked him once, are you okay? But, but that's it. There's no, like... Per, like, she should know that something is wrong. You know your husband. Even if she doesn't know what it is. Like, you know she should know something wrong. is wrong. I think Regina knew. Yeah. I, I said that. I was like, Regina knows when a bad lie is being told. Yeah. Because she's the queen of bad lies. Yes. Um, and then Snow White being a weak nag. It's just, I'm getting sick of that shit. Stop. Yeah. Like, I get that you were going through some personal stuff. But we're here to save Henry and these lost boys are way more dangerous than you realized. Back off and let the queen do what she needs to do. Yeah. Um, Loser. I have one. Go. Liam. I was say, if you said Rumple, I was leaving. He's not even here. I'm just making sure. <laughs> um, I had a hard time, but I chose Liam. Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> and because he does something so incredibly stupid. I would have picked Liam, but my thought was, I don't care enough about you. No, that's reasonable. Um, he's in, uh, yeah, he's just a stubborn, blind fool. And yeah, I, I don't think your point is wrong. It just, I was like, 
is like Johanna, right? You just showed up to die. He just showed up to die. Uh, my two losers are not surprisingly Snow White, one of them, sure. because Emma picked Regina over her. That's gotta hurt. Yeah. Like that just has to sting. Um, and then even though he had a lot of great growth here, Hook. Oh, this is a tough one. You a your brother died. Sure. For being just stupid, you lost your faith in the crown and basically turned into the man that you didn't want to be. Um, you had a lot of you saved David's life, which is great. You didn't uh, succumb to the deal from Pan. And then at the very end, right after you got the kiss from the blonde you've been chasing, oh wait, Balefire, the father of her son, is actually alive, and now you've got to decide whether or not you want to break up your budding romance. You're being played by Pan. Like, this is a bad episode for you. Huh. Yeah, I, I just, I think he lost this episode. A lot, of, a lot of good, just more bad. Way more bad. He's one of my winners. I know he is. He didn't um, get the girl. I don't think that that's the only way to win. Oh, he lost his brother. He lost his brother. Completely agree that was bad. Yeah. Um, but he... And he turned into a pirate. He saves Charming's life. He does. Well, he saves his life at a cost. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he he did the, what he could. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> um, I think he's, he's starting to believe that he can be that man of honor that he once was again. Maybe. And, yeah, I mean, he's struggling a little bit. He got to kiss Emma, which is what he wanted. Um, he, he got that gratitude. Uh, and I think he's... I think he stood his ground pretty strongly in those conversations with Pan. Not the last one. I don't know. He didn't stand his ground on the last one. I also can't... I have a second person that I, like, can't believe that I wrote this down. But he didn't die, so I wrote down Charming. I think he lost, like, for every other reason. Yeah, but, but... Not, not dying overrides all of that. <laughs> you and I both admit that, like, not dying when you were about to... When you on Death's doorstep and you got to walk away, I think you're you're not a loser here. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him as a runner-up, I guess, because I just very reluctantly wrote Charming down. He was just such a jerk in oh. this episode... For, like, no yeah. reason. Yeah, no. Uh, but but not dying, man. Yeah. And he did, I guess he did give credit where credit was due at the end. Mm -hmm. But he just lied a bunch, so that's not great. He's still lying. Yeah. Continuing to lie. He, David Nolan has returned. David Nolan is here. Who is your winner? Uh, I got two winners. Did you go first? I just told you what my two were. Oh. Hook and Charming. Oh, you put Charming as a... I thought you put him as a run-up for loser. You put Charming as a run-up for winner. He didn't die. He didn't die. No, I, <laughs> I did not put him as a run-up because David Nolan's being a shithead right now. But Charming didn't die is a big deal. Uh, unsurprisingly, as most of the season, Peter Pan is... Oh, I completely show. disagree with that in this episode. I think... I think everything that he did in this episode did not work. I don't... I think one part... I don't actually know that anything didn't work because I think what worked in the end was that he finally gave something to Hook that made him pause wanting to be a good man. That is his entire you goal. You don't know that. He didn't immediately say, I'm going to tell her. When he when he offers the deal the first time to Charming or to about to kill Charming, he says, I, what if I say no? And I, He disagrees strongly with doing that. He does not disagree strongly with that. I'm just going to go tell her. I don't care what you say. She loves me anyway. He pauses and goes, I don't know. Well, if I don't think that he thinks that's true. Exactly. And that also wouldn't be him being an honorable man if he only did it because he thought that she would choose him. Sure, but he could just say, I'm like, an honorable thing to do would be to tell them the truth and let the chips fall where they may. I'm actually also not sure that telling Emma is the right thing to do. Oh, I, I think, disagree with that. I, I, I think that because they don't know that it's true okay then you say pan told me bellfire's alive yeah that's all you have I, to I say. think he should tell someone i don't know if that person that he should he should tell, tell the whole that. group at the same time like that's a very easy way to, he keeping the secret is not because no. he's afraid it's keeping the secret because he wants to butt his way in yeah. i also think uh he honestly peter pan has got the lost boys riled up like he, he's kind of shown them that like the, the adults are taking the Lost Boys much more seriously than they were before. And there's a reason for that. Because they are... Uh, you used hedonistic. That's not the way I would use that phrase. But, like, there there's, like, a, a belief, right? Like, the kid says, you think I won't want to be here. I actually chose to be here. That's an important distinction that we didn't know before. Sure. Okay. Here's why I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you all the reasons why you're wrong. One. I love this. Go. Uh, Regina, Emma, and Snow get a message through to Henry, defying oh. Pan and completely breaking his goal of breaking Henry. Two, uh, Hook did not kill Charming at the top of Dead Man's Peak. 
And Pan had to come up with another plan to uh, try to convince Hook to take that deal. Yeah. And now Charming is alive and able to further save Henry. I don't think Charming was the point, though. Charming was just a, a, end to, a means to an end. He, sure. He didn't care about Charming. He just wanted Hook to show that he's a bad man. Sure. Which he just found it. You change the rule, he'll change the rules of the game. Like he does to um, Neil, right? Like Neil thinks he's escaped and he's like, or did I want you there the whole time? Like, I just really don't agree. I, that's, I, that's I, I, every other time yeah. you've said Pan, I think has been reasonable, except maybe the time where he wasn't actually in the episode. Oh, that was and completely reasonable because everybody else lost. <laughs> no, Pan is still the winner here. He's still running it. And I think the other winner is Henry. Okay, why? Because he got to talk to his family? He was starting to lose hope. Because mm-hmm. he was drawing a house. And in then the immediately, dirt. A, it was actually kind of badass the way that he knew how to sword fight and he beat that kid's ass. That was cool. That's just like me liking that cool. But he knows, not believes, he knows his family's here. Yeah. That's an important detail it for is. Henry to know that, like, and also, I don't know who I want saving me in the list, but knowing that the evil queen, Emma, and Snow White are on the warpath. Let's fucking go. My chances are pretty good that I'm going to get out of here. Okay. So I think those two, right. And it's their opposite right now. Like that would be the only reason I would say Penguin win is that like the three of them there, but he knows they're here. So he's fine. He's screwing with them. Sure. Um, and also like he did such a good job in this episode of just being creepy and like taunting all of the people that like, I just loved Pan in this episode. The, the poop, the, the teleporting, not even poofing. Teleporting. There's no smoke. Oh, um, how come his magic doesn't have a color? I don't know. That's a good question. I never thought about that. Innocence. That's what I would associate with Peter Pan. Yep, totally. Innocence. Innocence. Okay, so next week, we're going to watch episode six, Ariel. Uh, What are you looking forward to? Not this. Hmm. I I mean, I don't hate Ariel, but like, I'm kind of invested in the Neverland story, and Ariel has nothing to do with Neverland, to my knowledge. Why are you here? Yeah. Can we wait till the end of the half season and let's do Ariel? That'd be great. I, um, The Little Mermaid was my favorite movie when I was a kid. I watched it like every day and every member of my family knows every single word to the entire Little Mermaid movie. Um, so pretty excited about Ariel in general. I agree. Like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) Um, I do think it might not be this episode, but it might be the next episode. I think we're finally going to get to go back to Storybrooke. Yeah, I think she can go between rounds. She can, but yeah. I can't remember if that happens in the next episode or the one after. I have another um, question. Yes, yes, sir. Where the hell is Tinkerbell? She's just hanging out. But we haven't seen her. Right. She's, she literally said that. I'm going to be hanging out in my treehouse. You come find me when you have a way to get off this island. So they introduce the character <laughs> and then just be like, okay, be gone? Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yep. I would much prefer the Tinkerbell episode than Ariel right now. Yeah, no, fair. Go um, great. Um, and I'm, uh, interested to see what Hook's gonna do with this information. Also, if Rumpel is in this episode, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> I believe Rumpel is in this episode. He better be! <laughs> Wait, is this the episode where we see Ursula? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good episode. Yeah. Alright, so please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 3, Episode 6, Ariel. We'll see you next time. <laughs>